Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week, our podcast features the first three episodes of Firefighters. Each episode is about 12 minutes long. exciting too. Tim Collins, an XGI and the son of Ben Collins, firefighter hero, who years ago lost his life in the line of duty, had just completed the training course for rookies has been assigned to the relief squad to await his first call. It's midwinter, and a snowstorm has been raging all day as Tim returns home. Hi, Mom. Is dinner ready? I'm starved. Yes, son. You want to freeze it? Turn the snow off and shut the door quick. Okay, Mom. There. Well, that's better. Goodness, it must be down to zero. Oh, pretty near, Mother. It was two above an hour ago, and they say it's going to five below by morning. How? Hey, but say, let, let's not talk about the weather. What I'm interested in is food and lots of it. You're always interested in food and lots of it. <laughs> You'll just have to wait a few minutes. Trudy and Jim aren't back from skating yet. Oh. We'll eat just as soon as we get in. Oh, hello, children. Hi, Hi. Mom. When do we eat? I'm <laughs> There's another one, Mom. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, hello, Trudy. Hi, Mother, can we eat early tonight? Mark and Betty want me to go to the show with them. Yes, dear. Everything's ready to put on just as soon as you wash. Oh, boy. I'll hurry. Come on, Trudy. Coming. <laughs> oh, uh, Tim, dear, I almost uh, forgot. There was a phone call for you a while ago. Oh, I wonder who it was. I don't know. But they said it was very urgent that you call Cody at this number. Mm-hmm. Here, I wrote it down for you. Uh, say, that's Chief Cody down at fire headquarters. I better call him right away. I wonder what in the world he could want at this time of night. I don't know, but I'll soon find out. Hello, Chief Cody speaking. Uh, hello, Chief. This is Tim Collins of the Relief Squad. Did you call me, sir? Oh, Collins, yes. It's this blizzard. I'm calling all department personnel out for 24-hour duty until the emergency is over. We can't take a chance on a bad fire in this kind of weather. Oh, yes, sir. I'll be right down. Uh, oh, where do I report? I'm assigning you to Aerial Truck Company Number One. Yes, sir. I'll be there right away. Goodbye. 
Well, what was it, son? Oh, I got a report for duty at truck company number one. Oh, my goodness. Hope you don't have to make a run on a night like this. Oh, got to, Mother. This is when I needed the most. But son, it's so dangerous. I just can't help but think how I used to worry about your dad when the weather was bad. I know, Mother, but I'll be all right. Golly, it, it was a lot colder than this back there in Belgium during the Battle of the Bulge. I know, son, but I just can't help worrying. And it was a lot more dangerous, too, but I got along all right. Oh, so you, you just quit worrying. And, and, and who knows... This may be the chance I've been waiting for to show Chief Cody what I can do in action. All right, son. Now I guess you'd better hurry and report for duty. I'll send Trudy over to the firehouse with a good warm dinner for you. Oh, Mom, you're wonderful. Don't forget to dress warm. Uh, Chief Cody, Tim Collins reporting for duty. Oh, yes, Collins. Sorry to have to start you out on a night like this. And I'm afraid if we have any trouble during this storm, we'll need every man on the force. Yes, sir, I understand. I'm just glad of the chance. That's the kind of talk I like to hear, Collins. You know, you remind me of your dad when he was a young fellow starting out with the department. Uh, a great fireman and a fine man, Ben was. Thank you, sir. I only hope I can be as good a fireman. You will, or I'm no judge of men. But now, uh, you know your station? Uh, uh, yes, sir. I've put you with an experienced crew. You shouldn't have any trouble. I... Here it comes. Looks like you're going to a fire and soon. Yes, sir. Well, that's what I'm here for. Stand by. 8th Street. 8th Street, corner of Maple. All right, men. Let's roll. Better in case we skid, and your fingers will get the call. Oh, thanks. Your first fire? Yeah. You suppose it's a big one? Hey, you never can tell till you see him, Tim. We'll find out pretty quick. Uh -huh. Around this next corner. Then it's straight down Maple. Oh, hey, what's that? God. He cut that one close, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, a little. You can count on Mac. He and Lambert, the tiller man, have been working together hurting this apparatus through all kinds of weather for better than ten years. Oh. Only thing I worry about is other drivers. They're what cause all the trouble. Yeah. Hey, look. Huh? The car coming. Now, look at the fool right in the middle of the street. Hold on, kid. We're going to hit. <laughs> Nurse, I'm Chief Cody. I want to inquire about one of my boys they brought into the hospital here about an hour ago. Oh, yes, Chief. You mean Collins in 508. Yes. Is he is he badly injured? No. Luckily, he's going to be all right. A slight concussion and a broken arm, but otherwise, he's in good shape. Would you like to see him? Yes, please. Very well. You just come with me, please. When we picked him up, he was unconscious. I didn't know how badly he might be injured, but I couldn't wait. We had to go on to the alarm. Here we are. This is his room, uh, Chief Cody. Thank you. Mr. Collins, you have a visitor. Hiya, Tim. Oh, gosh, it's you, Chief. I, I didn't expect you to be coming down here. Well, I got to check up on things, you know. 
Tell me, how are you, my boy? Oh, gee, Chief, I'm all right, only... Well, this left wing of mine's kind of out of service for a while, I guess. Well, I'm mighty thankful it wasn't any worse. Uh, say, how how are the other fellas? I... Well, did they get hurt? They're okay, Tim. See, the apparatus didn't turn over after the crash, just skidded into the curb. Oh. They hung on and came through with nothing more than a good shaking up. Well, how about the driver in the car that hit us? Well, he's all right, too. Only, well, I can't feel very concerned about careless drivers who fail to give the right away to fire apparatus. Yes, sir. Thoughtless drivers are a greater hazard to us than the worst fires. Yes, sir. Was it was it a bad alarm, Chief? The very worst kind, son. A false alarm. A false alarm? Yes. It's criminal to call fire apparatus out in a blizzard like this, make men risk their lives, waste taxpayers' money, and endanger valuable equipment, just to provide a little excitement for someone who likes to see the fire engine make a run. Gosh, I can't imagine anybody doing a thing like that. Probably some kid. I uh, picked up this red and green knit glove right under the box. Uh Believe me, I'd like to get my hands on the kid who did it. I'd teach him a lesson and then turn him over to the police. You know, it's a civil offense to ring a false alarm. Uh, Yes, sir, I know, but... Well, how do you know some kid didn't... Well, just happened to drop the glove there, you know, while he was playing. I'm afraid not, Tim. We've already had the arson squad working on the case. And they've pretty definitely tied the glove up to the false alarm. Well, then all you have to do now is find the owner of the glove. That's right. It won't be easy, but in a case as serious as this, we won't stop until we've got the guilty party. I'm sorry, Chief Cody, but I'm afraid Mr. Collins has visited long enough for now. Oh, of course. I'm leaving right now. Uh, goodbye, Tim. And good luck. Oh, good night, Chief. And, and thanks for coming in. Oh, yes. I was about to forget something. Now hurry up and get that arm in shape. Because there's a regular job waiting for you with aerial truck company number one when you get well. Hey, did somebody say something about a picture show? Can I go too? Me too. I want to go. It looks like you got a party on your hands, Tim. Okay, okay. We'll all go. Get your things on. I won't be a minute. Yeah. We can make the first show if we hurry. Better put your gloves on, Jimmy. It's pretty cold. He can't, Mommy. He lost them. He lost them? You mean we lost those nice gloves Aunt Ellen sent him for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't either. I only lost one of them. See? Here's the other one right here in my pocket. So there. Oh, dear Jimmy, I declare you're always losing oh, things. Oh, hey, let, let, let me see that glove, Jimmy. What for? Come on, let's go or miss the first show. Jim, let me see that glove. Well, what's the matter, son? It's that glove of Jimmy's. Yeah, it's for the right hand. And the other one fitted the left hand. The other one? Well, what other one are you talking about, son? The glove Chief Cody found. Under the fire alarm box the night I was hurt. Whoever turned in that false alarm was wearing a red and green knit glove. Exactly like the one Jimmy lost. Well, it looks like Tim's own brother Jimmy may be responsible for the false alarm that almost cost him his life. We'll hear more about this when you listen next time to Firefighters. In just a minute, Chief Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, here's a message of interest to all of you. And now, 
Here is Fire Chief Bob Cody. Hello, boys and girls. You know, veteran firemen will tell you that the best way to fight fires is to put them out before they start. And that's how you boys and girls can help us firefighters. Fire prevention starts in the home. And I'd like to give you a tip right now that'll prevent a lot of mighty bad fires. Well, here it is. Go down in the basement and up in the attic or third floor and see if there are any old newspapers or rags piled up in your home. Oh, if you find any, make it your number one job to get them cleaned out. Waste paper is one of the most common fire hazards found in the average home. Well, that's all for now. I'll see you again tomorrow. And don't forget, I'm counting on you to help prevent fires. So long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back at the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's roll. Firefighters is written by Frank Jones. Is written by Frank Jones. Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts. Five alarm fire. Five bells. Move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters! Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of America's unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire. In just a minute, we'll take you to the home of young Tim Collins, rookie fireman, at a moment when it looks as if he's about to lay hands on the culprit who rang in the false alarm that nearly cost Tim his life when, you remember, Tim was thrown from the ladder truck and sent to the hospital with a broken arm. Evidence has just turned up right in the Collins' home. But first, here's something you'd like to know. Let's go, firefighters! Tim Collins, rookie fireman has recovered from his broken arm and will soon be ready for service. Meanwhile, like every other man in the city fire department, he's looking for the owner of a certain red and green knit glove, the glove that was found under the firebox from which the mysterious culprit rang in the nearly fatal false alarm. To celebrate his recovery, Tim has invited his family, including brother Jimmy and sister Trudy, to go to the movies. As they prepare to leave the house, Mrs. Collins, Tim's mother, says to 14-year-old... Better put your gloves on, Jimmy. It's pretty cold. Oh, he can't, Mommy. He lost them. I didn't either. Only lost one of them. See, here's the other one right here in my pocket. Jim, let me see that glove. 
What's the matter, son? Well, it's glove of Jimmy's. Yes, it's for the right hand. In the night of the blizzard, somebody dropped a glove, a red and green knitted glove for the left hand under the box where he rang in that false alarm. Jimmy, what does this mean? Oh, Mom, I, I lost my glove. That's all it means. You lost your glove? Where? I know, Tim. I know, Mommy. Why, he lost it. Don't me. you dare say a word. Keep still. They think I'd pull a false alarm. I don't care what they oh, think. Oh, now, Jimmy, wait a minute. This is serious business. We don't want to think anything like that, but there's the evidence. If you can clear yourself... Look, just tell us where you lost that other glove. Oh, if I knew where it got lost, it wouldn't be lost, would it? Let me, Tim. Now, Jimmy, look at me. Yes, Mom? Jimmy, you're a truthful, helpful, honest boy. Oh. Yes, you are. And I'm going to ask you just one question, Jimmy. Do you know anything at all about that false alarm the night of the blizzard? No, Mom. Honest, I don't. Well, Tim? All right. I believe you, Jimmy. And, well, I, I won't even mention to Chief Cody that you have or had a glove like the one the arson squad is trying to trace. At least I won't mention it yet. Glory be, that's over. And now, Tim Collins, you invited us all to the movies. Are you going to take us or are you not? All right, you, you folks go on into the lobby, Mom. I'll get our tickets. Come along, you two. We'll wait inside where it's warm. Uh, four seats, please, downstairs. Uh-huh. Thank you, miss. Evening, Collins. Oh, who's that? Oh, hello, Chief Cody. <laughs> you didn't recognize me, huh? Oh, no, sir, not in civilian clothes. Well, say, if you're going inside, why don't you sit with us, Chief? I'd like to, son, but I'm on duty. Just doing a little plain clothes work. Oh, on that, that false alarm case? That's it. We tipped off the men on duty in theaters and other public places to keep an eye out for the mate to that red and green glove. You know, it doesn't seem likely the culprit would keep it when the pair's been broken. No, it's a thin chance, Collins. Yes, sir, unless... Chief Cody, if there's going to be a wave of false alarms... Right. One glove is enough to prevent fingerprints when the rascal pulls another box. Now we'll wait right here till Tim gets the tickets. Oh, good evening, Mrs. Cassidy. There's Mrs. Cassidy. She has a recipe I want. Look, Jimmy, Trudy, you stand here and watch for Tim. Hi. Oh, Mrs. Cassidy, before you go in, I'd like to... Jimmy. Huh? Jimmy, why don't you let me tell them where you lost your glove? They can be sure you weren't mixed up in that false alarm. Don't you dare. If anybody tells, it's got to be me. Besides, I don't know where I lost it. All I know is how. Besides, plenty of kids wear gloves just like mine. I bet they lose them all the time. Huh? Where'd you ever see anybody wearing gloves like that? I forget, but I did so see somebody. I bet I'll remember who in a minute. Hey, look at Jimmy Collins. <laughs> look at Jimmy out with his kid sister. Hey, Jimmy's going to take his kid sister to the movie. You watch yourself, Droopy, and never mind that fresh talk about my sister. Silly old thing. Always pushing in where you're not welcome. Oh, hey, you don't have to get sore. Can't you take a joke? All right, but watch yourself. Hey, look, some movie tonight, huh? Yep. There's a big fire in the main feature. That's why we came. It's all about firemen. Me too. I've seen it twice before. 
Oh, boy, when the fire trucks come screeching up the street, crying, 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 and the people all screaming and yelling. <laughs> That's what I like. When they're yelling for help and they got the livers and lights get out of there. Oh, hush, you're making so much noise. Everybody's looking at it. Yeah, well, there'll be more noise than that when the special attraction begins. You'll be screaming and yelling same as the rest. <laughs> special attraction. That's... Oh, that droopy Dolan gives me the creep. Hey, kids, where's Mom? Oh, oh, there she is with Mrs. Cassidy. Hello, Mrs. Cassidy. Uh, come on, kids, let's pick up Mom and go get our seats. I was delayed talking to Chief Cody out at the ticket office. Jimmy, stop wiggling around. Yes, Mom. Trudy, I just thought of something. I remember who had gloves just like mine. But if I tell Tim, maybe he'll think I'm making it up. Don't say anything, but maybe Chief Cody should know. But Tim saw him at the ticket window just now. Well, what's the matter with you two? Can't you keep still and watch the picture? I'm thirsty. Well, go get a drink then. And you better hurry or you'll miss the part in the picture where the fire starts. All right, then. Let me out. Excuse me, Mom. And now here's a very special safety idea for you. Here's something I know about. Chief Cody, could I see you a minute? Well, well, Jimmy Collins. Chief Cody, I knew somebody who has, who had a pair of gloves like the ones you're looking for. What's that? Who is it, son? It, it's a fellow that goes to Northside School with Trudy and me. He, golly gosh, Chief Cody, I don't want to be a squealer. I understand, Jimmy, but this isn't squealing, this is detective work. Well, it's, if somebody goes around pulling false alarms, he's got to be stopped. And if I know something about the case, I guess... Maybe it's a kind of duty to tell. It is your duty, son. It's your duty to help protect your neighbors and your own family, too. You understand what I mean? Yes, sir, I do. Well, tonight, when Mom left Trudy and me waiting right over there, I was just trying to remember where I saw a pair of gloves like that, and... Golly, what's that? Oh, just the movie, son. That's the big fire scene in the picture. All right, go ahead now. Oh, I'm gonna miss it. Oh... Never mind. Well, the fellow I was trying to remember walked right up to Trudy and me, and he said... Fire! Fire! Run for your life! That didn't sound like a movie, Chief Cody. Hold it a minute, Jimmy. Fire! The theater's burning! Run! Everybody run! You're right, Jimmy. That's some maniac spreading a panic. Everybody run! Jimmy, there's the manager's office there behind that door. Now get inside that office and wait until I come for you. I'll be back as soon as I can. Tim, if they lose their heads, we start rushing for the exit. Yeah, someone's going to get hurt. Mom, you and Trudy stay here. Don't leave your seats until the aisles are clear. All right. Run, everybody run. Well, here comes trouble, Mom. Let me out the aisle. Run to your lives. I got you. Hey, let go. Run. Everybody run. Stop that yelling. You're starting a panic. Lights. Turn on the house lights. Let go. You let me go. I'll let you go when I find it. Hey, come back here. Let me Let me I got you. Uh, he's this up time there. You want... He's up. Uh, this is Chief Cody. Oh, oh, sorry, sir. I was trying to... Well, this is Tim Collins, Chief. Oh, good. Just the man I want. We've got to calm these people down. Where'd the fire start, Chief? There's no fire. No fire at all. What? Just some lunatic driving the audience wild with fright. Oh, Chief, I had my hands on him. He broke away. Never mind that. We'll get him in time. Now, Collins, you get up on that stage. 
tell these people there's no danger before they kill themselves jamming the X. Ex- yes, sir. I'm on my way. All right, let me through. All right, fire department, sir. Let me by. All right, now take your seat. There's no danger. There's no fire. Now take your seat, please. Great Scott, another false alarm. That fiend has fouled up half the fire department with another false alarm. Now there's a case of one person playing a cruel practical joke, threatening the lives of hundreds of innocent people in a theater audience. But Tim Collins and Chief Cody are on the spot. Jimmy Collins, Tim's younger brother has remembered where he saw a pair of red and green knit gloves, like the one the arson squad is trying to trace, and the case is rushing toward its climax. For what happens next, listen to our next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first... Here's a message you don't want to miss. And now, Chief Bob Cody, with a special assignment for all junior firefighters. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is Chief Cody calling you to attention for your special assignment. Attention, firefighters. You are to take special precautions next time you go to the movies or any place where crowds assemble. Make special note of the emergency exit. Make a plan in your own mind of how you would walk to safety and lead others in case of fire. And boys and girls, promise me this. If you are ever in such a place when fire breaks out, keep your heads. Keep cool and walk. Do not run. Now, I repeat, do not run. Walk to the nearest exit. That's all. Goodbye for now, and you'll be hearing from me soon. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back at the same time on the same station when you hear... That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters. Firefighters is written by Frank Jones. Written by Frank Jones. Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts. Five alarm fire. Five bells. Move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters. Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire. In just a minute, we'll transfer you to the movie theater where Tim Collins, rookie fireman, finds himself in the midst of a panic. A wild stampede of terror-stricken men, women, and children toward the exit, driven mad by the fear of fire. 
And worst of all, there is no fire. This panic is the work of a ruthless practical joker spreading the false cry of fire, run for your lives. Chief Cody is on the spot to begin his investigations. But first, here's a matter you'll want to investigate for yourself. Firefighters! Tim Collins, rookie fireman, has just fought his way to the aisle in a panic-filled movie house and grappled with a mysterious culprit whose idea of fun is to spread the false cry of fire. As Tim's grasp closes on the unknown prankster, we hear... He's up there. This is Chief Cody. Uh, Oh, sorry, sir. I had my hands on that fellow. I was trying to see who he was. Never mind that now, Collins. You've got to calm these people down. Yes, sir. Now get up on that stage. Tell them there's no danger before they hurt themselves jamming the exit. Yes, sir. I'm on my way. All right, let me through there. This is the fire department. Now take let your seats, everybody. There's no danger. There's no fire. Take your seats, please. No, great Scott, another false alarm. That scene has fouled up half the fire department with another false alarm. All right, take your seats, everybody. This is the false alarm. There's Jim. There's Jim on the stage, Mommy. Please, ladies and gentlemen, sit down. There's no fire. Lovely be. It seems so much safer with the lights on. There now, people are going back to their seats. Northside School. Who's here from Northside School? Raise your hands, please. Well, that's you, Trudy. Oh, well, here I am. Oh, there's Sadie Kramer and Ben Lowry. Listen to your brother now. All right, Northside School. Now, this is just like a fire drill. Now, keep cool. Keep quiet. Keep your head. <laughs> and keep your seat. They're all sitting down again. Well, now, the children are setting their elders a good example. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for your cooperation. Now, a word from Chief Cody. Chief Bob Cody of the fire department. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Bob Cody, your fire chief. Uh, take the microphone, sir. Oh, blast the microphone. I'm not one of those fellows with a pretty voice. <laughs> oh, Gentlemen, there is no fire, there is no cause for alarm. You have been the victims of a practical joke. Now, as chief of your fire department, I guarantee, I guarantee that we will track down and prosecute to the limit of the law the perpetrator of this wicked, cruel, practical joke. It's only luck that no one was killed or severely injured here tonight. think I had my hands on that rascal, Chief Cody. I had my hands on him, and he broke away. Now, don't blame yourself, Collins. Hmm. And don't worry. We'll get him soon. He's getting reckless. Yes, sir. I see what you mean. He's getting careless, and maybe he'll take a chance that'll drop him right into our hands. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I'm going out to the street. I've got to tell the boys from the fire companies that this is another false alarm. Yes, sir. Uh, you wait for me in there, Collins. Here in the manager's office? Yes, go on inside. All right. There's somebody in there we want to talk to. I'll be back as soon as I've ordered the recall. Uh, excuse me, Chief Cody said I was... Jimmy. Hiya, Jim. 
What are you doing here? Just sitting here, that's all. Who let you in here? Chief Cody. He said I should stay here till he gets back. So you're the somebody he wants to talk with. Well, I'll be... What um... do you mean? Jimmy, back there at the house, I thought you were out of this case. You told Mom you didn't have anything to do with these false alarms. Gee, golly. I don't only just sort of. Yeah, only just sort of. The night of that first false alarm, you lose a red and green knitted glove. The left-hand glove from the pair Aunt Ellen gave you. And that same night, a glove is picked up under the box where the false alarm was pulled. Well, I said I lost my glove somewhere, didn't I? And tonight, Mom and Trudy and I are all sitting together watching the movie when somebody pulls a false alarm from the box here in the theater. But where were you? Well, well, didn't I say I was thirsty? Yes, you said you were going out to get a drink, Jimmy. All right, I'm asking you, did you get it or... No, no, I didn't get a drink of water. Well, then where were you when that false alarm was pulled tonight? He was out in the lobby, Collins, talking to me. That's where he was. Right, Jimmy? Oh, gee. Yes, Chief, and thanks. Golly, I thought Tim wanted to be a fireman. Now all he does is play detective. Wait a minute, I, I don't get it. One minute all the evidence points. One way, and before you know it's well, all Well, that's pointing... the trouble with detective work. You never know where you are until you look back at the case afterwards. Now then, let's get to work. Jimmy, you've got something to tell us, but I want to hear your brother's report first. Mine, sir? Yes. Uh, what about that fellow you grabbed in the dark? Oh. Oh, I, I never heard that voice before, sir, but besides... Well, I'd say about the size of Jimmy here. Hmm. So it's a boy about 14, more or less. And when we get him, we'll clear up both cases of false alarms. You have proof he's the same fellow as last time? Yes, sir. Plenty of proof. Here, look at this. The other glove. The mate to the glove we found the night of the blizzard. Golly, gosh. Where'd you find it? Out in the corridor behind the auditorium, Jimmy. Right under the alarm box where that... that maniac dropped it. Jimmy, I think you'd better come clean. Come clean about what? Oh, gee, Chief, about my glove. I had a pair like that, only I lost one. And Tim keeps thinking maybe I... Jimmy. Jimmy, where's that glove you showed us at home? I hope you've got it right there in your pocket. It'll look bad if you haven't. Oh, all right. There it is. Oh, Jimmy, you're in the clear. That proves it. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Chief Cody. That's all right, Collins. I'm a little relieved myself. Though it would be hard to suspect Jimmy here... Since he and I are working together on this case. Working together? Yes. Well, that, that's, that's why you had him wait here in the manager's office. Collins, your brother has a line on another boy who owned a pair of gloves like this. He saw that boy here in the movie house tonight, before the panic broke out. He was just about to tell me the name when the false alarm was pulled. Wait a minute, Trudy. Let me fix my hat in the mirror. Oh, thank goodness there's fresh air out here in the lobby. Mommy, I'm going over by the door and wait for you where the air is even fresher. wonder if I should change the ribbon on this hat. All right, Trudy, don't get cold. Oh, excuse me. Oh, it's you, Doopy Dolan. Uh, hiya, Trudy. How'd you like the show? <laughs> what did I tell you? Didn't I say something might happen? But that scare about fire and, and people trying to run out of the theater and... Doopy, how did you know it was going to happen? Oh, me? How could I know? I just had a hunch, that's all. 
Clang, clang, clang. When the engines come roaring up the street and all the people are screaming and yelling in the movies here and there. Man, that's the most revolting thing I ever heard. Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Gee, wasn't that awful? Uh, well, I, I better be going, huh? Gosh, I, I'd have been home long ago. I did go home. Only my mother, she made me come back. Your mother sent you back here to the theater, young man? Oh, yes, ma'am, she did. After the fire engines left, I went all the way home. All the way. And then she makes me come back, just because I lost something. And how am I going to find anything when the theater's all full of people and, and dark and all? The lost and found is in the manager's office, Juki. Everybody knows that. And here's the door of the manager's office. Oh, well, I... Uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe my mother won't be sore if I tell her I looked at, and it wasn't there. Now, you don't want to tell fibs to your mother, do you? Oh, oh no, ma'am. It wouldn't be the first time. Hush, Trudy. Well, young man, you just knock on that door and tell the manager what you lost. Well, I... I if he's busy or... Now, you're just bashful. Shall I knock on the door for you? No, no, ma'am. I... I well, I, if I gotta do it, I guess I gotta... Oh, gosh, all that time there's somebody picking on you. That's right. You knock until somebody answers. Now, what do you suppose Droopy lost in the theater tonight that his mother sent him back to find and bring home? And what will happen when the door of the manager's office opens to his knock and Droopy Dolan is confronted with his schoolmate, Jimmy Collins? You'll hear the outcome in our next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, here's a message for you. And now Chief Bob Cody with a special assignment for all junior firefighters. Chief Cody. This is Chief Cody, boys and girls. And here is your special assignment. Attention, firefighters. You are to bear this in mind next time you see fire equipment passing along the streets. Don't chase the engines and trucks. Don't get in the way. Just stand still and use your eyes. Watch the drivers. I repeat, watch how the driver on each piece of equipment... Keeps his eyes on the road ahead, on the crossings he approaches, and at the same time how he watches both traffic and people on the sidewalks. Watch these men drive. And remember, they are specially trained to avoid accidents. This is all, firefighters. So long for now. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back at the same time on the same station when you hear... That's it. Let's roll! Let's go! Firefighters! Firefighters is written by Frank Jones. The true-to-life story of America's unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. 
This juvenile adventure series follows firefighter Tim Collins as be he becomes a fireman and battles blazes week in and week out. The program combines adventure, mystery, family drama, and fire education. The show is geared towards youngsters and tries to teach the dangers of fire. Each episode ends with a helpful fire safety tip, as well as a not-too-subtle message about how careless people can put lives at risk when fire is concerned. The show features some good old-fashioned radio adventures and is a pleasant change of pace for those who want something a little different than private detectives and westerns. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.